Oh, did you send? Did you send me my special box? No, not yet. I, I've uh, I've got the stuff, but I haven't gotten to the post office to send it yet. Mm-hmm. And the post office in Skytook sucks, so it'll yeah. probably get there to you by March. Ah, all right. I can't wait. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. I, I can promise you there's no hair in it this year. All right. There's no beard hair. So you're you, I know I know you're disappointed. Yeah. I know. Didn't a bird once take your beard hair to make a nest or something? Yeah, one time we picked you up and uh where we where did we did we pick you up from the airport and I had shaved it into kind of like this um Chester A. Arthur like beard mutton yeah. chop thing. Yeah, or mustache mutton chop, and I, you came up, and I was like, indeed, and you just, you like had a conniption about that, <laughs> and we were at, um, on the border or something, and I had, I actually shaved it out in the parking lot, yeah. and a bird came, and got one of the tufts of hair and flew off, and so I just put all the shavings like up on the front with my windshield wiper and then it came and took it all and made a nest out of it <laughs> all right all right uh shall we start the show jeremiah do you want to start the show no i don't know do you want to start the show Gabriel? let's start the show <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm Jeremiah. And it's been a minute, I think, since we recorded last. Um, well, it was like around Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's been, it's about a month, actually, then, almost. So. Almost Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots happened, though. Um, we lost some celebrities. You know, we, uh, I went to C2E2. We, we watched uh, some programs. So, uh, where should we start? Um, do you want to start with the deaths? Oh, I mean, I guess it's, you know, just rip that bandaid off. Um, so who should we start with? There was at least four that I know of. And actually, I forgot to look up. (laughs) Well, I I forgot to look up one of them because I remember that. Oh, I should probably, I was like, I should probably look up how to say his name before we start the show. And I I didn't. (laughs) Do you know who I'm referring to? No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll start out. With, why not start with him uh, first off? Let me let me look up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me look up uh, how to say his name. Let's see here. N e s creator. Oh, Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't even know. My Masa Masayuri. Okay. Yeah. So Masayuri got that one. Uh, U E M Yumara Would you say Yumara? How would you say that? Sure. No, <laughs> I want to know how you would say. It. Well, Yumara, I think that's Yumara. What okay, so, um, so co-creator of the NES and Super NES, Masa Masa Yu I apologize. Matsa Yuki. We got <laughs> here. You say his name here. I'm gonna. Yeah, just send it to me, and I'll say yeah, it here. Okay. I'm 
don't want to butcher this shit. And there's too many damn vowels in here in my mind for my mind to grasp here. So let's see here. Um, send. Come on, Caleb. Oh, come on, so Caleb. Yes. Yeah, it was just like it wasn't. Uh, all right. Did you get it? All right. Let's see what his name is here. Masayuki Uemura. Or Uemura. Yes. Uh, he passed away um, since the last time we talked. Uh, he was 78 years old. Um, and I mean, you know, this is a guy who kind of an unsung hero. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, he joined uh, the Nintendo uh, game company in 1971. And he was... He was Back when uh, they were still just selling playing cards? Yeah. And, uh, and he... Um, <clears throat> uh, was very instrumental in the creation, as I said, of both the uh, NES uh, and the Super NES. And, you know, that was a the thing is, like, it was such a big part of my childhood, you know, was, you know, Mario and uh, and Punch Out and uh, like even some of the other games. Like, like Sight Bike. Yeah. And, and even like the, the ports, like the Kung Fu game. And, um, oh God, like there's that, that wrestling, that generic wrestling game they had. Um, and, yeah, know, with the with the uh, the strong bad looking guy on there. Yeah, and um, <laughs> strong and yeah. bad. Uh, and yeah, uh, so he was seventy eight years old. I'm trying to see if it like what I because I was just looked up on this is on uh, J- J- the Japan Times, and I don't see cause of death. But I mean, seventy eight. I'm assuming it was probably you know old age related. Um, and uh, let's see. oh, let's see here. Um, uh, cause of death. Okay, it's it's not been released. That's why okay. I can't find anything on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a, he, like he's a guy that you know he wasn't. He's not like a huge name, but he was an unsung hero. You know, who who really provided uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of kids uh, with endless time, uh, endless hours of entertainment, and you know helped their imaginations grow. And now we, I mean, like look at look at where we are from where the super the or like the the NES and Super NES to where now we're at. Or the PlayStation Five, which you know is so lifelike now. I mean, he yeah, helped. It's like looking out your window. Yeah, and he. This is a guy who helped create that. You know, so uh, R.I.P. I'll let you say his name again. Um, <laughs> oh, you've I already put it, I put it away. Mashi <laughs> Yuki Yumara. Yeah, there we are. Um, uh, next, I guess we should say uh, uh, former Senator Bob Dole. Away. Yeah, um, who uh he was kind of okay when yeah, he first yeah. came around and yeah. Lately he's just kind of been too Trumpy. Yeah, he kinda of, he folded unfortunately. But I mean yeah. in the eighties, in the eighties and nineties, he was sort of this like he, he was the, the very definition of a moderate Republican. And that I mean, he in in many ways in the eighties he kind of helped keep Reagan under control, you know, which was the thing that uh, you know, good Republicans did back then, uh, where it's like, oh, if he's got some, like, you know, fat, crazy idea, let's not, let's not just throw, uh, you know, gasoline on this. <laughs> let's, let's just tell him to kind of, okay, hold, pump the brakes. Let's think about this. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he's also a, uh, I believe, was it a, 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 a war veteran? Uh, that's actually why he did not have the use of his, you know, he always held that pen in his right hand mm-hmm. um because he didn't have the use of that that army just like, i don't know why i don't know why a pen but it just i guess he just wanted to look like okay i'm busy with it, it it's it's my business you yeah know? but he would always shake people you know it was always i always for years wondered why he was shaking people's hands with his left hand and he'd do like that weird awkward like you know like where it looks like he's kind of like it's like a ostrich pecking you know yeah <laughs> with his hand um, but it was because he sustained uh, an injury uh, during the war, uh, World War Two. And if um, you through Kansas, you'll see his hometown. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, was a senator for many years. Uh, he then, you know, he gave up becoming a senator so he could run in. Uh, what was the? What the ninety six? I think um, it was against Bill Clinton. He obviously lost second term. Um, what's that? What'd you say? Second term. His second. It was Clinton's second term. Yes, term. Yeah, like the, he ran during Clinton's that election. Second term, yes. 
Yeah, I think, and I think I want to say that was nine. Yeah, oh, yes, because four years. Yeah, ninety-two, then four years later would have been ninety-six. Yeah. So yeah, it was the ninety-six okay. election. Very good. Uh, did not win. Um, and then you know, oh, uh, was the first uh, celebrity spokesperson for Viagra, if you recall. Oh yeah, yeah, because that was a big deal, you know. <laughs> Just now, it's it's kind of a nightmare-inducing thinking of Bob Dole, you know, taking one of those pills and <laughs> getting ready. What was his wife's name? Was it Nancy? Was Nancy's wife? Uh, it sounds like it's like Nancy Reagan, but I feel like oh, let's see here, uh, Bob Dole. Also, always for some reason, always referred to himself in the third person long before The Rock even did. Yeah, so <laughs> Bob Dole. Bob Dole, Bob Dole. <laughs> I always love the uh, I always love the Simpsons thing though with uh, where Kang and Kodos. It was actually about the uh, yeah they were the holding election hands. Where they, they take like, over. Why are you holding hands with your opponent? <laughs> if you know a better way for us to share long proteins, Elizabeth Dole is her name. Uh, long yes. protein strands. I'd <laughs> like to hear how. And there's actually. This is and this is actually a thing. I think I still have it on my phone here. That one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite Simpsons clips here, and it involves uh, like sort of like when when uh, Kang is disguised as Bob Dole. So I can find it here. I know I saw it here somewhere. I hate when you add new stuff and it shifts everything around. Mm. So like where you thought it was, it's no longer there. And it, yeah. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Okay, so, um, Which is pretty much how politics are now. <laughs> Abortions for all, boo! Abortions for no one, boo! Abortions for some <laughs> miniature American flags for no one, for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I love those little, you can't see it because, you know, it's the thing where he kind of does that little, like, his, his uh, shifty eyes when he sees how it works. What? Yeah, the, are you talking to me or Carrie? No, I'm talking to Carrie. She's disparaging our conversation. <laughs> Not working. Um, but but yeah. Uh, so, so Bob Dole, he was, uh, I believe, all, uh, 98. Let me double check. Yeah, he was. Right? He was 98. Yeah, and the uh, cause of death was cancer. Um, you know, but still 98. It's a pretty damn good run, um, and but as I said, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know his you know his politics really kind of shifted into overdrive with you know Trumpism with Republicans. along with everybody else. Yeah, uh, towards the end. So, but you know he did do. I mean, to be fair, uh, in the Senate he did do a lot of good work when he was an active senator. So, uh, R.I.P. Bob Dole. Um, Twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, more than that now. Um, well, yeah, almost thirty. Thing is only twenty years ago. Oh yeah, nothing is further back than that. It's like what was it? Uh, Twenty-four is the highest number, or whatever, from this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one. Uh, so Anne Rice um, passed away at age eighty. Unfortunately, another victim of cancer. Or no, we no, no, that was excuse me, a victim of a stroke. Uh, that's oh, what it was. Yeah. Um, not cancer. She uh, never did become a vampire. No. Uh, she was, uh, at one point in time, she was the, uh, I believe, the highest selling author in the world. Um, she actually had, you know, I mean, she, long before Twilight kind of, uh, you know, popularized the vampire in, in pop culture, uh, Anne Rice had, um, you know, with her, with her, you know, the vampire series, which was like the vampire Lestat and, of the day and interview with the vampire um and it really kind of showed sort of like the oh the the seductive romantic vampire you know was kind of that's where a lot of that came from and it was a, it was very divisive like i mean a lot of people you either loved it or you hated it because i knew people who were fans of her work 
who, you know, I know my mom tried to get into it at one point, but she's like, eh, it's just isn't for me. And then I knew other people who I was in high school with at the time who were just like, oh my God, Anne Rice, this is so great. You know, she, no, nobody's doing it, doing it like she's doing it. Um, but yeah, and, uh, and yeah, I guess that she was 80 years old, uh, died of a stroke. Um, and also like, apparently it was really, and I guess like there was the book she wrote, uh, Exit to Eden, which is very much part of it, was very much into BDSM. Mm. So like, you know, she was one of the people that kind of tried to make that, make that mainstream, uh, in her writing. Well, and you can definitely see it in some of like the interview with the vampire stuff and like the, you know, just the whole, like, well, even like the whole idea of vampire being attacked by a vampire is kind of very, um, you know, sadomasochistic, you know? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, as I said, she wrote, let's see here. He tells me how many, how many books she wrote, but, uh, let's see here. Uh, what did it say under trivia on the IMDB? Um, Oh, come on. Let's see. Oh, well, why don't I just say here? Let's see here. Siri. Go ahead. How many books did Anne Rice write? I didn't get that. I know, because you interrupted me. <laughs> Siri, how many books did Anne Rice write? I didn't get that. What the f- <laughs> Hey, hey Siri, let me try. You're being a real dick. Let me let me try Australian Siri. Hey Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. Are you doing that on your phone? I don't think it'll work when the mic. How many books did Anne Rice write? I found this on the web. She has sold nearly 100 million copies. Yeah. She published 36 novels. Okay. Including and she also did short stories and stuff like that. Under well. the pen name A. N. Rocolor. Well, well, how French. Uh, <laughs> but, Two under so, the yeah. name Anne Rampling. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, and, and like I said, she, uh, and she wrote, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, screenplays as well. So she was a very prolific writer, American writer. And, uh, uh, yeah. Um, she will, you know, like I said, like, like her work or hate it, you can't deny that, you know, she knew how to move, she knew how to move books, uh, <laughs> and stories. So, uh, mm-hmm. RIP and Rice. Um, the last one, and this is kind of depressing, something that, cause this was something that me and, and a coworker realized was that you realize that now there are more beetles alive than there are monkeys. Yeah. And that and it's funny because the monkeys started out as a parody band of the Beatles. So I guess well, that's the they know. didn't. The uh, TV show, the people tried to make them into a parody of the Beatles, yeah. but they wanted to be serious musicians. Yeah, but well, at least well, at least the person who died, uh, you know, who, who just passed away, Michael Nesbitt, um, who. Uh, Actually, it's really it's really funny because this dude had a really interesting life. Um, uh, he, uh, you know, he's a real renaissance man um, mm-hmm. because, first of all, his uh, his mother invented a liquid paper, so he was already going to be, you know, uh, very well off on that alone. Uh, but he wanted to kind of go out on his own and he wanted to be, he was an aspiring songwriter and that's actually how he got on the show, uh, the monkeys. Uh, and he was the one that was actually made the biggest stink about, you mean, we're not going to be able to play our own instruments and sing our own and and you're going to not let us write. You're not going to let us write the music and you're going to dub some of them, (laughs) you know? And so he was, uh, there's actually a famous story where one of the executive, they were in the uh off they were in like one of the executives office and you know they were trying you know they're basically they're saying no 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 you guys are we're gonna we expect you guys to do this 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 and this and michael nesbeth got so pissed off that he punched a hole into the into the drywall of the office looked at the guy and said that could have been your face and stormed out (laughs) um and uh and so yeah so uh michael nesbeth also as i said in addition to uh, you know, later on writing songs, uh, he also um, decided that he wanted to start 
producing, uh, you know, these little shorts to go along with um, uh, the, these, uh, the, the songs that he was writing, which inevitably became, and, you know, he's doing this in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, and these became what we now know as music videos. And um, he was really one of the first people to do this. Uh, and also, like, uh, was one of the people who helped create, helped in the creation of uh, MTV because they needed content. And he was one of the only people who was doing this at the time. So a lot of his, these videos that he was making got on MTV and got airplay. Um, and then he, you know, he used that to uh, become a, uh, you know, movie producer. Uh, he produced several movies. Uh, one, probably most, the most uh, famous one he produced was the movie, uh, uh, the Alex Cox movie, Repo Man with Emilio Estevez. Uh, he was also a television writer, wrote a lot of stuff uh, in the set, like, you know, after the monkeys, uh, you know, he wrote like, I think episodes of Starsky and Hutch. Um, I had it here a couple minutes ago. Um, where is it? Writer. Let's see here. Writer. Uh, let's see here. Um, so he wrote, of course, Head. Uh, but yeah, they, um, but yeah, so, and his music was used, his, actually, his music was used a lot in movies, like, like most recently, even uh, in Orange is the New Black and uh, the, uh, uh, into the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, he's got at least uh, 32, uh, 32 uh, uh, soundtrack uh, credit title title credits um and this was something i didn't realize until i looked at this uh you know that song that uh let's see here let me, uh, why don't i just play it because you know not gonna stop us we're not, we're not live streaming <laughs> yeah right? we're not that big yet yeah what the hell? oh there's an, apparently there's an amber alert uh right now <laughs> so uh be on the lookout uh let's see here um uh, where was it? Okay. Um, so this song, which I'm sure you'll, you'll recognize as soon as I play it, he did K-pop. I mean, I know you're probably surprised as I wow. am. Wow, he's the okay. lead singer of BTS. This one. So yeah, uh, mm -hmm. that was a song, you know, which has been in like thousands of movies, thousands of commercials. Um, and I had no idea he wrote that until I was just kind of like doing this research. So it's like, so, you know, I mean, even after the monkeys and after all the, you know, after everything, he still went on to write a lot of music and a lot of music that became very successful commercial music too. So, you know, uh, and he was only, he wasn't that old. Compared to the other people on the list, he was not that well, old. He and was, the monkeys just kind of did some sort of reunion. Or, but I don't think he was, because he was all, he was, it was one of those things where every time they did a reunion, a lot of times he no, was always the one that. No, because Mickey Dolan's, Mickey Dolan's just sent out a tweet that had, they were on stage doing something and, and they were, he was. Uh, was it just, it, was it just the two of them? Well, because Davy I mean, Jones and Peter Tork died a couple of years ago. No, I mean it, it was the two of them, but they had other people up there with them, like oh, yeah, like stand-ins or doing, yeah, doing other parts. And they just yeah. they were hugging, and he was like, "Man, we I was just with him like last month." Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, because is... like for years he was very reluctant because they did a thing where they did come back. And where they all because well, at first like he was really reluctant. He was he was the well, it, it may not always, it may not yeah. have been like an official monkeys thing, yeah. but just the two of them just doing the thing something playing together. Yeah, yeah. because for years for like monkey reunions and stuff like that, he he was like Michael uh, Nesmith it was always hesitant about doing it because you know he he had a lot of bad memory. You know just just because he felt that that they kind of that they all got screwed. Yeah, they made and, a joke out of him. Really. Yeah, and and yeah, and that was the and that was the thing where you know. Bear in mind, uh, before anybody, like, you know, like, uh, like in 67 or 66 or whenever, whenever the, whenever the, the, the monkeys were popular and they were going out on tour, they had that they, they found this guitarist they loved that they're like, oh man, this guy, this guy's great with psychedelic rock. 
and they're like, man, this we should take this guy on tour with us. And whenever the guy would open for them, he got booed off the stage by the Monkey fans. And you know who that was? Hendrix? Yeah, it was freaking Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just like, you know, because he wanted to, yeah, you know, said he wanted to make real music and he knew he couldn't do it with the monkeys. And so every time like Torque, because you know, even like there was a there was one tour where uh Torque, um, Jones and um uh, Dolan's all got together, but he he held, he was like, No, I'm I'm done with it. And then finally there was one where they're like they, they finally convinced him to do it and you know, it was another. It was a huge letdown, and he was like, "Well, that's it. I'm never. I'm not doing this yeah. again." <laughs> so, so yeah. But uh, but honestly, I, out of all the monkeys, he was definitely the one that had probably you know, well, one didn't get into any like because you know Peter Tork got into some I guess uh, some drug trouble. He was actually in prison at uh, McAllister in was it Edmond or where's where? No, no, it's not Edmond. Well, um, McAllister is in McAllister. Oh no, the the prison. No, because it's near. It's not. There's the prison, McAllister. The prison. It's near. That's some, in McAllister. But it's near. No, but it's near something else. It's like. What anyway, It's referred to as Big Mac. <laughs> there's another. There is a bigger city that it's near. But anyhow, well, point uh, is, so the the prison that's in McAllister is not the McAllister prison you're talking about. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, point is, um, point is, like, Peter Tork had, had pro- you know, they all had their problems, and, you know, Mickey Dolan's kind of was, you know, he had the, ch- you know, former child actor problem stuff. But, I mean, yeah. I, although I guess he, I mean, he still continued to work, and to this day, I believe, still does a lot of voiceover work. But nobody really had the success that uh, Michael Nesbitt. In other things, yeah, and other things that like I mean, he was like I said, he was so he was so um, multifaceted in his career, and as I said before, a pioneer in video in in music videos. Um, and he died back on the tenth. Uh, he was seventy eight years old, and I believe it was due to uh, heart failure. So, so yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, but uh, you know, his no. his legacy uh, his legacy will remain. Uh, yeah, and, and we all still use whiteout today. Yes, we did. Well, well liquid paper. Whiteout's a different yeah. brand. Oh well, so. my apologies. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So R.I.P. Michael Nesmith. Um, now, there was also uh, Demarius Thomas from the Broncos. Oh, that's why I'm the, not familiar. Yeah, the Denver <laughs> Broncos. <clears throat> the Denver um, Broncos. Yeah, Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta he, Falcons. He was playing with them when they won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl Fifty. Uh, um, is that the is that the one with uh, Peyton Manning? Oh, oh, Peyton Manning. Okay. Yeah. And um, well, you know he was he was this guy. Uh, he was only thirty three. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, he you know he uh, was drafted by the Broncos in two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and made. Four- Super Bowl 50 against Carolina Panthers. And then he played for a few teams since, or like the Texans, Patriots, and Jets since then. Mm-hmm. Um, he died on December 9th. Mm-hmm. And they haven't said what it is officially yet. It just said um, medical issue. Okay, so it could have been a congenital defect or something. He had a uh, some sort of car crash in 2019, okay. and the police just said that his death was attributed to a medical issue. So it was something stemming from that, I guess. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know what hmm. that could mean. Maybe um, I don't know. I, I don't hmm. want to speculate on what yeah. it could be, but but if you were to speculate, uh, <laughs> what exactly uh, could you tell? <laughs> well, it could have been some sort of dislodged. Um, blood clot or something. Yeah. Um, but they haven't said. They just said yeah. medical issue. Yeah. Or, or maybe they're not saying because it was like some sort of painkiller overdose. Yeah. But nobody, nobody's made that assumption. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, but no, thirty three. It's it's very young. Yeah. Very very young. Yeah. So R I P. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And well. So. 
Marjorie Tolchi. Just Who's uh, that? Marjorie Tolchi. You know, Maria Tolchi and Marjorie Tolchi. From Oklahoma, they were very famous ballerinas. Oh. Um, oh, that, those <laughs> ballerinas. <laughs> I don't follow ballet. Um, well, familiar, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, but like, everybody knows the Tall Chiefs. Yeah. What? Um, yeah, they were they were born in Fairfax. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, only one of them was. Um, uh, Maria was born in Fairfax, but Marjorie Tallchief was born in Denver. Mm. And um, let's see what their her accolades. Uh, she completed her ballet training in Los Angeles, began performing for uh, several dance companies. Um, both she and Maria were involved in the uh, Ballet Russe. Uh, she was in the Chicago Opera Ballet and uh, just very various ballet stuff. But they were very famous, very uh, prolific ballet dancers. Everybody who knows anything, Jeremiah, knows about the Tall Chiefs. I bet I could uh, go out on the street. Oh, you know, okay, you know what? After this, I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to ask one person. <laughs> Yeah, ask him, do you know who Maria Tallchief is? And they'll look at me like I'm an idiot. Please. <laughs> look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? No, I bet you'll be, you'll, they'll tell you all about their career and you'll be like, man, I feel like a dink. No. <laughs> um, well, in both, she was the uh, first Native American to be premier danseuse étoile mm. of the Paris Opera Ballet. So yeah. take that. Well, um... she also performed for. John F. Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson and Charles de Gaulle. Mm-hmm. So. Well, what about um, uh, Henry Kissinger? No. He just had his medical bag. His medical bag. Yeah. Uh, don't tell anybody he dropped his glasses in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, she and Maria also co founded the Chicago City Ballet in 1980. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And what and what was the cause of death? Um, let's see. It doesn't. So it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. And how I'm old was she? Ninety-five. So ninety-five. Okay. Yeah. She died of old. Yeah. Um, she died. She died of being ninety-five. Basically. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, R.I.P. Tall Chief. Mm-hmm. Um. Sure. So now, I guess, kind of going a little bit more of a transition here. Do um, uh, you want to go to talk C2 or you want to talk uh, uh, Hawkeye? Or Man, uh, go ahead and talk about C2E2 because I haven't been there in a while. So Okay. So uh, I attended C2E2 this last weekend. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, it was me and Angelo. Uh, we did not table. Um, you know, uh, remind people that's the Chicago, yeah, Chicago, or well, it's the uh, Chicago Comic Book and Entertainment Expo, i.e., why it's called C2E2. E2. Um, and this was the I want to say the 12th one, I think. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, and normally it is in uh, you know, in the spring, uh, usually March or April. But this year they had it in December because I think a big part of it was, you know, uh, one of it may have been, you know, one of the reasons may have been that they wanted to be one of the few shows that never took a year off because a lot of shows got, because they were, they got in just at the last, like just before the lockdown happened um, yeah. in 2020. And, um, and then, yeah, and right at the end of 2021, they, they had their show. Uh, or it, it possibly could be that just the agreement that they have with um, uh, the McCormick place, which is where they have it, uh, of like how like okay, you know, if you want, you know, you you know, you sign a contract, you have to have if you want unless you want your money back, you have to have a show, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, or if you, you know, you're not going to get your money back or whatever, so you have to do it. 
whatever. I'm not sure how these things work. Um, but anyhow, uh, point is, this was a very different show um, than it normally is. Uh, you said Marvel and DC weren't there? Yeah, Marvel, DC, or Dark Horse were not there. And usually uh, the three of them are. The only, like, they really only had uh, kind of like indie, like indie press uh, uh, publishers like uh, Aftershock and Sourcepoint. Uh, however, there were quite a bit of, uh, there were a lot of the professionals there in Artist Alley. Um, and uh, I did, you know, for the most part, me and, uh, or, or Angelo and I uh, spent most of the time sort of networking. Uh, and it was, and, and while we were networking, uh, a, a friend of, uh, a friend of ours from Drink and Draw, who's uh, also kind of like a, he's a, he's an indie uh, comic book writer, a guy named uh, Chuck uh, Satterley. Uh, was basically just kind of taking us around, just kind of like because uh, you know he he works with uh, uh, Second Sight uh, Press, and uh, he was just kind of taking us around, introducing like basically saying, "Hey, these are people you should probably know." Uh, we got to meet uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, which that one was actually kind of a big deal because for those who don't know, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti, along with um, Joe Casada, in the '90s, like late late '90s, early 2000s. Pretty much were responsible for saving Marvel Comics and getting them out of bankruptcy, uh, because they they started this uh, sort of uh, kind of offshoot in Marvel Comics called Marvel Knights, uh, which included uh, Pun- it was like Punisher, Welcome Back, Frank, um, they, and they were, you know, they were they were hiring a lot of these. They, they were kind of like uh, grabbing all these uh, DC Vertigo writers like Garth Ennis. Um, and uh, and they were like getting them to come over. They were, they were kind of like enticing them to come over and be like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna we're, we're gonna try to take a little bit more risky uh, uh, approach to some of these comics." So it was like I think there was uh, Daredevil, Spider Man. I'm trying to think what else was Marvel Knights. Uh, I think there was a, well, there was a Wolverine Marvel Knights. Um, um, and did they have uh, any? Yeah, yeah. But the point is that the Marvel Knights series. And, you know, the Marvel Knights series uh, books and, uh, you know, essentially got Marvel out of bankruptcy. And then because they did so well with that, they eventually made uh, Joe Quesada uh, the editor in chief. And he basically took the entire company in a whole new direction. And that's yeah. why we and have the Marvel had a we have today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jimmy, like I said, and Jimmy was a huge part of that. And it was really interesting. Like he kind of, you know, he was very, you know, he was very gracious to me. This it was kind of funny because whenever I handed him, you know, my comic uh, is called Ashes, and he goes, "Ah, he goes Ashes, huh? I wrote, a, I wrote a comic book called Ash." And I go, "Yeah, we pro-wise it." You know? <laughs> so, and anyhow, um, which I guess his was about some firefighter superhero guy, but um, yeah, but yeah, he, uh, you know. Uh, you know, and he basically said, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not, he goes, it's not an easy business. Because uh, even he said, even he, uh, you know, who's a pretty big name in the business, even it, sometimes it's kind of rough for him, you know, especially when you're doing like the independent stuff. But uh, you know, basically told me it's it's worth it if you can if you can do it, you know. Um, and then uh, also met uh, an artist, uh, uh, Phil Hester. Um, are you familiar with any of his stuff? Mm. Doesn't sound familiar. He's done a lot. Like he's, uh, I know he's worked for both Marvel and DC. He, um, he's probably most notably he had the he did the artwork for Kevin Smith uh, Green Arrow uh, run that he did. Uh, he also did uh, Green Lantern and Swamp Thing. Apparently, he has a thing for green superheroes. Uh, but, mm. Has um, he ever done Poison Ivy? Uh, probably, but. Uh, but no, like he's another guy who like he introduced introduced us to him, and he actually, you know, I uh, he wanted to like I, I, he wanted to see one of my books, and uh, I gave him issue one. He goes, "Feel free if you want to uh, trade any one of mine up here." And I felt like it was really weird because I just had the floppy, which is like a direct issue, and mm-hmm. he had all he had on his um all he had on his table were trades, like 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 giant trades, and I was just like, yeah. This doesn't really seem like a fair trade. <laughs> like, I even asked, "Do you have any floppies?" And I looked for the smallest one I could find. I was like, "Oh, I'll take this one." It was some, it's some uh, book he did, like an origin thing about uh, Dick Grayson. 
uh, which I haven't read yet. But I Did you say that was a test you passed? Yeah. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, so that was, that was fun. Um, you know, it was, it was really kind of cool to meet these people. Uh, there was one guy though, and, uh, I won't mention his name, uh, <laughs> but that we got introduced to, and this was hard because, you know, this, this is a guy who was apparently, you know, after we kind of, we were, we were told like, oh man, this guy's really connected. Like he's, there's all these different artists and all that stuff. And we met him and, and he goes, oh, like his mask kept falling down whenever he was trying to talk. And, and, um. Uh, and he goes, oh, sorry about the mask, guys. And I go, oh, and I jokingly go, oh, it's okay. I've already had, I've had all three of my shots. And he goes, yeah, you know what's crazy is I have a doctor friend, and he says these things are useless. We don't even need them. And I was just like, oh, why? no. <laughs> and I was, I was so glad that I had my mask on, so he couldn't see my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was just like, oh my god, why would you say that? <laughs> you're you're not part of Comics Gate, are you? <laughs> but uh, but no, so uh, so I think that was. And then the other thing that was actually really kind of cool was uh, um, we actually did a pretty good job networking in an unexpected place um, because uh, Angelo and I saw that. There was a cosplayer who we both follow on uh, Instagram uh, and uh, and um, the other one, Twitter, and we're like, oh. Do you want a name what? drop? What's up? Oh, uh, Jen. Well, uh, it is uh, Jen or Jennifer, depending on uh, uh, which. It's on on Twitter. It's uh, Jen Van Dam- Damsel on uh instagram it is jennifer van damsel um so we you know we went we, we saw that she was there like oh let me kind of let's, let's go over and just see what happens say hey you know see she's not creeped out by these two uh you know middle-aged guys who follow her on facebook <laughs> anyhow uh that's so, pretty much her whole fan base I'm oh sure. yeah i'm sure yeah well and little teenage kids uh but so we went over and um you know, uh, I feel bad. I really wish. Uh, uh, I really wish I would have bought something now. But if I see her, if she's at C two E two in August, I'll definitely make up for it. But uh, but anyhow, um, so we went over there, and you know, uh, Angela bought a bought a t shirt, and uh, we noticed that oh, they had that she had these Painkiller Jane books out, which Painkiller Jane was a character that uh, both Casada and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti created, uh, you know, many years ago when they were doing like independent stuff and now jimmy jimmy that jimmy palmiotti and his wife are now doing this sort of like reboot uh of her and we real and and we looked over and we see that um uh jen is dressed up as painkiller jane and was explaining was like oh yeah she's the model for uh for the character in the book and like, oh that's kind of cool and so you you know kind of go over and talk to her and you know get her picture taken with her and get to talking and I told her, you know, and you know, it was like, we basically said, Oh yeah, we literally just were, were, um, you know, introduced to Jimmy, you know, so John and said that, you know, I, I we told her that we were doing a book as well. And she gave her a postcard and she asked what it was about. I told her and she's like, Oh, that sounds really cool. And, and, uh, you know, said, Oh, uh, feel free to follow us on, you know, our, our social media it's on the card. And, um, and anyhow, so then the next day on Monday, I notice on uh, on Instagram, the other one, Twitter, uh, she posted a a picture of uh, our, of issue number two, and she said, uh, you know, hey, at Ash's comic book, I'm at the uh, I'm at the Green Mill. Laura says she misses you. Jason says he doesn't. I just replied back, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but I thought that I was saw, really. I saw that tweet. Yeah, and uh, and. I was like, that was really cool. And then I realized, and I'm playing it because I, I wasn't there, but I know exactly how that played out in my head. In my head, I can like see exactly how it played out. More than likely, she she was at the bar, sitting at the bar, and they probably were asking her, oh, so what brings you into Chicago? And then she more than likely said, oh, I was at this uh, thing called C2E2 where, you know, uh, you, know uh, in, you know, I had a booth. And then Laura, who works there, who is this very like Polish, uh, Chicago and, uh, you know, heavy accent. I, I could just see her going, wait a minute, C2E2? 
We know a guy who went to that. His name's Jeremiah. He's got a he's got this comic book and probably pull the comic book out and like slam it in front of her. <laughs> and then I yes, assume that's then the one. Jen probably saw it and he goes, Oh my god, I met these guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then took a picture of it and I know, and she has like, you know, forty thousand plus followers. Uh, on her Instagram, so hopefully people saw that, and now I will definitely, she had a, uh, like I said, she, uh, one of the things she had on display, which I was nearly bought, but I was like, eh, I need to save money, uh, was she had a, um, there was a um, uh, variant cover uh, of Painkiller Jane with like, a fo- like, like, a, like where, the, where someone had done like a photo shoot um, uh, with her posing as, as Painkiller Jane, and it was like $30, and I almost bought it, but I was like, uh, that's a lot for a comic book. And now I feel like a jerk because like, she posted us and, and like blew us up on Twitter. So, Jen, I know you're not listening, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but I promise that if you are at uh, C2E2 on uh, in August, uh, I will definitely buy your if you still have them because I think you only said there were 300, so I don't know whatever how many you're oh no, it was not 600. If you still have any copies left, I will definitely buy uh, one of those painkiller Jane. Uh, I'm sure by that time she'll have something else, so you can, yeah, yeah, you can buy that, yeah. But I definitely, I, I, I need to, I need to repay, you know, I gotta pay it forward, uh, but yeah. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, it was, it was a different show. It wasn't like, I didn't really do any paneling or I didn't go on any panels, which I mean, it's, it's kind of funny now going to C2E2 when you're going there to work as opposed to going there. Like we used to, like when we were going there to have fun, mm-hmm. uh, because now it's like, you know, like for example, when we had the table, it's like, I knew that any minute I was not at the table, I was losing money. So it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I go out to, I just kind of want to go see what's, what's, uh, you know, on the, on the show floor. I want to go see a panel. Then it's like, but hey, nobody's buying the comic because you're not you, there. I mean, yeah. Do you, you have a table for all three of the days or do you? Yeah. Whenever you, yeah. When you get a table, you basically have a table. I mean, it's, you, you they, they charge you for all three. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of pointless to not use your table. You know, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And cause I mean. Angelo, I always feel like he's he's always more the you know because he's more the artist he's like more introverted uh, when it comes to the sales like you know he's just I don't think he's as comfortable with it as I am where it's like this is something I've been doing you know sales are what I've been doing for the last fifteen years just working in you know the you bar and restaurant industry you know so I'm very comfortable whereas I'm very comfortable with moving the book. I know it, you know, I know how to, it will. And also this, the acting, it's like, I know how to say the exact same freaking thing I said 10 minutes ago and make it sound like it's the first time I've said it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's weird. Like I said, I have not really, I don't remember the last time I really even sat in on, like sat in on panels. Uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, it's, it was, it was a different show. Um, it it didn't like there didn't seem to be well, as and many that, vendors. I mean, panels used to be the only way you got kind of upcoming news yeah. and information about what's coming down the pike, you know. Yeah. But now everything gets released on the internet. Yeah. So early, it's like you. Know, I mean, what's the point of them anymore? Yeah. Well, and I remember you know uh, panels were how we found out about Kickass. You yeah. Know? <laughs> we wouldn't have even known that that movie was coming out. Or even, or even had any interest in it, had we not sat and, and saw those panels that where Mark Miller uh, showed clips from yeah. at that point, and they hadn't even really done any uh, publicity for it yet at that point. <laughs> like I didn't, like they hadn't even done a, they, they really hadn't done a trailer or anything. You just, they just had what the clips that he had, and I think they edited a trailer out of like one that he made homemade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I even remember that during that scene with uh, Hit Girl and Big Daddy, where he fires on, like, you know, they're testing the bullet for yeah. the vest, they had edited it in the Superman music over mm-hmm. that, which wasn't in the final cut. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, it's I'm I'm excited. I, th- I think a lot of pl- a lot of people were apprehensive. I know definitely a lot of uh, Chicago creators uh, and industry people were. 
just who I know, just who I know through drink and draw were like, some of them didn't even go like, just because they, they just like, eh, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to risk it being a super spare event. Um, but the thing was though, you had to have, you had to be fully vaccinated to get in and you had to wear a mask. Of course that didn't stop. Um, I saw right. people not wearing that was, well, that was the other thing too, that like I talked you have about. to wear masks, but who's really going to police yeah. it? Well, and I recognized a couple of celebrities and then I realized it was one of those things after I dawned on me. He's like, I only recognize them because they're not wearing a mask. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Uh, who, who was it you saw? Oh, so CM Punk. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, yeah this like, is kind I, of I funny because it was, Oh, wait, we, he's not wearing a mask. Yeah, like we we held eye contact far too long. It was just because I, <laughs> I was, a big part of it was just because I was sort of not really just kind of dazed you know just kind of walking around just kind of not really you know not really focusing on anything and then suddenly my eyes lock with someone and <laughs> it's CM Punk and we're just staring back and forth <laughs> and then he just sort of takes a drink out of his coffee and then I was like oh it's over and then I was like oh that's CM Punk and I'm like wait how did I know it was CM Punk and I'm like that f***er wasn't worth the mask <laughs> But it was weird. I guess it was a very weird. Like we're we're holding eye contact far too long. <laughs> <laughs> he's he uh, he's from there, right? He's yeah, from he's Chicago. a Chicago yeah. guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. Like, oh, I was gonna say we're coming close here. I don't know if we have. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Hawk guy. Okay. Hawk guy. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah, that was so C2E2 2021. Fun, but not I, I mean well, it's not it wasn't the best C2E2, but it wasn't the worst. Let me just put it that way. Um uh but yeah, so hot guy or hawkeye, if you will. Hawk um you're all caught up, right? Uh, no, not all caught up. We just okay. watched uh up to the point where um Yelena Belova shows up. Okay, for so the, first the very time. end of uh of a like whatever whenever they try to break into uh, Maya's apartment. Right. They don't know yeah. it's her apartment. They just tracked yeah. the watch. Yeah. And then they find out that it was her apartment because yeah. of the flashing strobes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's like that three way fight between her, Yelena and Clint Barton. Yeah. When it wasn't there a thing I'm trying to remember because it's been a minute since I've seen that. Isn't there a thing like where um uh oh god, Kate tries to do like a little like uh zip line down but it weighs it, down. Yeah, she gets like caught up in the middle and has yeah. to kinda inch along for a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um so they haven't really had in, in later episodes have they revealed who her step guy, her mom's boyfriend is? Um. Yes and no. Um. I mean, I mean if you know, if you know the character, then you know. But if yeah. you don't, then you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and the thing that's funny, and I think I've mentioned this to you. I don't know if I'm thinking. I won't put much on the show. Um. Uh, is how if you look at the comic book version, it looks exactly like that actor. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the only other thing I've seen that guy in is Better Call Saul, where he plays like one of like like a really like. Like a messed up cartel, like like sadistic cartel guy. <laughs> mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, and there's a big reveal which I think you saw uh, in in the in the episode you haven't seen yet, but you've already seen it, right? Well, I mean, I know kind of the story that this is all based on, so yeah. I but, know uh, where things are leading. But yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, shows up at the, and it's a it's one of those things too where it's a very blurry picture of him. And at first, I was like, oh, is it really him? And then uh, he got, but then I saw, oh wait, he's credited at the end. So yeah, so Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin or Wilson Fisk slash Kingpin in the uh, Netflix uh, Daredevil show, uh, is once again playing Kingpin in um, uh, the uh, yes. uh, yeah the Hawkeye. Um, well, and, and because in the episode I saw, he was just in a black coat, mm -hmm. and he just kind of pinched the cheek of. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like where he, uh, yeah, where he, and, and uh, I was like, oh wait, that yeah. was his 
hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't show anything but his hand and his yeah. coat. And I was like, yeah. that's, that's Kingpin. Or she's like, oh, it's supposed to be his own, her uncle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, he's definitely, um, he's definitely, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this is somehow linked to, which I have not seen yet. Uh, the, uh, whatever the, the new Spider-Man, the no way home because of the whole multiverse stuff and how everything's kind of coming together. Um, well, uh, I mean, because, you know, they, they, for a while there, they were kind of, you know, they, it, it's one of those things that were, Oh yeah. At first they're all supposed to like the Netflix stuff is supposed to be in the main uh, Marvel MCU, but then they kind of were like, eh, maybe it's not, you know? <laughs> and now it looks like it is. So I'm kind of wondering if it's because, the events well, of yeah, because uh, they already Spider-Man. referenced so many things yeah. in it, though. I think they were just saying that for, you know. Well, because even even with Agents of Shield, like eventually that sort of became where it's not really part of the MCU anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. <sighs> I, the stuff that never got met. That's like the really the only the only time they've ever really uh, the movies have ever really acknowledged the shows. Are is the scene in Endgame? This was actually Mark. I remember Mark Bernard kind of pointed this out. It's that scene in Endgame whenever Howard Stark is uh, with, with uh, Jarvis uh, from uh, right you know, uh, in uh, uh, from uh, the Agent Carter, uh, where Jarvis opens the door for him. It's like and old, it's, yeah, yeah, and it's old that Jarvis. same actor. Yeah, that's yeah. really the only time that the movies have acknowledged the shows. I mean, the shows acknowledge the movies all the time, but. Right. The movies never really do the other, with the exception now of, uh, you know, and then and then eventually with the end of um, uh, Black Widow, they acknowledge Hawkeye. But those these shows are supposed to be might smack dab in the middle of the MCU. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, I am going to see. Uh, well, and I think I mean I think it's kind of confirmed that they're bringing Charlie Cox back right. as Daredevil. Yeah. Well, they, supposedly I haven't once again have not seen it yet, but supposedly he represents Peter Parker in uh, in Spider Man No Way Home. Have not once again have not. Yeah, seen I haven't it. seen it yet either. I need to yeah. go see that. I'm I need going, to go see. I'm, I'm going on Tuesday. So. Ghostbusters. I need to see the Matrix. I need yeah. to see. Well, the Matrix isn't out yet. I don't think. Well, no, but it's coming out, so yeah. I've got a lot that I need to get well, out. And then I feel like there's another, there's something else I feel that's coming out in late, uh, what? In late uh, uh, December. I can't remember. Well, maybe it might be. A sh- oh wait, no, it's the show. It's Book of Boba Fett. That's what's coming. Oh, out. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. She Hulk. Yes. But yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm really liking Hawkeye. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to actually. Yeah, I, I love the fact too that. The you saw the LARPing episode, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just love, I love the thing when, and I just, I just love the way Jeremy Renner <laughs> delivers the yeah, line. Fucking... Yeah, he just has this look of like, I've really got to do this. <laughs> he, just, he goes, I fuck Thanos. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I fuck Thanos. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's, he, has he delivers to the, he delivers the guy the line so great. <laughs> And, and then with the whole thing was like, all right, fine, just kill me. <laughs> like, no, no, dude, you gotta, you gotta ask. <laughs> you gotta make me look. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Well, and then that comes, you know, in the episode we just watched, those people come back and make new uniforms for them. Yeah, which is um, probably which is I'm assuming where he's he's eventually going to get the classic uh, Hawkeye uniform. Well, not really. The it's more like his current costume mm. where where it's a little more low-key but it's still got some of the low-key. purple elements yeah low-key yeah um <clears throat> like it doesn't have the hawk helmet thing the, age, the big age helmet or the thing. you know cavalier boots but yeah. um but it's like got some, yeah. kind of the black and purple motif yeah so, so with, yeah, the, uh, with the sunglasses yeah they call it the, the ultimates costume Basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, that's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I've, like I said, I have not really been disappointed by any of the uh, Disney Plus uh, shows yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that by that they do for Marvel. Um, and yeah, um, we're gonna get you know we get so we got She Hulk, Moon Knight, 
Um, is there something Ms. else? Uh, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. I guess they released pictures of uh, the girl yeah. as America. Uh, not that's what America Chow does. Um, <laughs> well, and that's Kamala, coming out too. Kamala, that's uh, coming out too. And which one was uh, which one Miss was America? America? She's which one? She's Miss America. America. I can't keep track of all these superheroes now. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the the America Chavez show is coming out too mm-hmm. sometime. And at some point, Secret Invasion, which yeah. They need. To, I'm wondering. Well, although granted, there is the rumor that the seeds have already been planted for that with uh, uh, in Hawkeye, Emily Carter. Van de Camp or Van Van yeah that she Van is, Camp yeah that Sharon Carter is secretly a scroll yeah which and also I'm surprised we didn't yeah think of that yeah we should have thought of that I'm so yeah. disappointed I know and was it was MC Chris that pointed that out <laughs> yeah yeah he was like. Bubblegum and taffy and scrolls. <laughs> ah, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho, um, well, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Um, before we head out, what uh, mm-hmm. what are your Christmas plans? You heading back up to Wisconsin? Yes, actually, uh, I am because uh, so <laughs> it's funny uh, the way this worked out. Uh, everybody at work has five days off because mm-hmm. so we're closed Christmas Eve through um uh the 26th uh and then we don't we're we're always closed on mondays and tuesdays so you know it just nice so it works out where everybody gets kind of like this little holiday a lot of people i know were like flying to like their home state or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know and and yeah and i like uh i found out uh like last while i was up there when i was up in madison um uh, last uh, or uh, last month for Thanksgiving, that uh, yeah, that uh, John and Kelly were basically going to be still there, and then you know, kind of, and uh, uh, you know, their uh, Carol Kelly's mom and Jen Kelly's sister essentially like, invited me. Like, hey, you going to be here for Christmas? And I was like, well, actually, I probably can because I don't think I'm. We're going to be. I mean, otherwise, I'm going to be sitting on my hands for five days. So. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, I'm going up there. The well, actually, I shouldn't. Well, it's going to be this. It's like you're going to release this tomorrow. Um, I I am. No, you are. No, okay. no. Well, yeah, not. I say, I'm going to be there like the 24th to like the 27th. So, but hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, have a, I'm going to get pick up some new Glarus beer. Um, and uh, yeah, well, I'm. I'm also gonna make my uh, chicken, or excuse me, turkey and leek soup to bring up there and see if you know that'll be my contribution to Christmas dinner. So, which I have to do that probably Tuesday. Take some mold wine too. Old old wine. Well, mold think. mold wine. Mold mold. Oh my god, mold wine. Mold wine. Heavy on the cinnamon, light on the cloves. It's from. <laughs> Uh, Nick, what, what, what's, what's the problem? Hey, <laughs> kids, you're still here. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, that's, that's my plan. I know you're you're back in Oklahoma. Well, we're in Oklahoma. Usually, we're here for Christmas Day, but yeah. uh, the way it's working out this year, we're we always go caroling yeah. um, around Skytook, and uh, we're doing it early this year so everybody can get out to yeah their extended families and so we'll be back in the denver area yeah on christmas and have it was our dear savior's stuff. birth yes it was <laughs> you, know, you know it was divine. Divine. <laughs> i'll see i'll yeah, I mean, I know you still have it, but I'll uh, yeah. I'll send you that again this year. Oh, that's fine. I have yeah. I actually have multiple versions <laughs> of it too that are you know uh, uh, our friend McKelvey, R.I.P. Um, made made on a disc for me years ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, uh, but yeah, uh, I guess that about wraps it up. So um, yeah. You know, uh, for those of you listening, I hope we didn't bore you to death. Um, you know, have a merry Christmas. Of course, by the time you hear this, it's gonna, Christmas is um, uh, it'll, it'll be like you know President's Day or something. Yeah. So I hope you. We we hope you had a merry Christmas. There we go. 
Um, and uh, you know, nobody said nobody says Merry Christmas. I I, I made it where people can nobody, say Merry Christmas. Nobody ever says it. No, and I, I made it where they can say it. Jews and, and Muslims can say it now too. You know, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, but anywho, um, but no, as I was saying, uh, yes, for those of you out there listening, uh, thank you. Uh, we enjoy your support, and if you want to, you know, show your support, uh, please remember to. <clears throat> Oh, sorry, wrong pipe. Please remember to like, uh, subscribe, and most importantly, share this podcast with others because it's the holiday season. It's the season of sharing. It's the reason for the season, you know. Yeah. All right. So, safe travels, everybody. Get the booster. Merry Christmas.